Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Hey there, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Robbins, joined as always by my right-hand guy, Adam Sapi. We're from the Anthony Michael Group, a search firm in MedTech, primarily helping in areas like regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, et cetera. Adam, I am grateful to say we are live on LinkedIn. Adam and I have run into a few technical difficulties trying to get back here live on the air with you. But each and every week, we come to you live on LinkedIn at uh, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, talking all things talent within the medtech industry. You could check out the podcast wherever you consume podcast content. We've got almost 85, I think a little over 85 episodes now, Adam, a uh, compilation of all these live episodes and a ton of different interviews that I've had the pleasure uh, and the privilege of hosting with best-in-class leaders and professionals straight from the industry. With that, today we're talking about a really cool topic, one that I love talking about, and that is how to ask for a raise and actually get it, especially despite economic times. And uh, I know you've got a lot to say on this topic as well, Adam. So I guess without further ado, let's jump right in. Guys, if you're listening to this live, do me a huge favor if you would and give us some social media love. Not only does it let us know that you can hear us loud and clear, but it really helps spread the word, the algorithm here on LinkedIn to spread the word to other colleagues in the industry to make them aware of the show. So if you are joining us live, Say hello. Uh, we appreciate it. If you got any questions or comments, of course, leave them down below. We'll address each and every one. And uh, let's get started. So, Adam, what do you think is, you and I were talking about this offline, what do you think is the n- number one mistake when it comes to asking for a raise? And it's a little bit of a trick question if you, if you remember what you and I were talking about. Yeah, I think that obviously the biggest mistake is not asking, right? Because if in general, like I teach my kids who are just now 11 and eight, if you don't ask for something, generally you're not going to get it. So yeah, I think that's the biggest one. You're, you're there for five years, seven years, 10 years, and you don't ask for a raise and you get your two or 3% merit increase each year and you are begrudging. You're, you're feeling a little bit slighted over the years, but you never voice it, uh, voice your uh, concerns. That's exactly right. Yep. So the number one mistake is not asking for the raise, right? And yeah. just like people who don't negotiate their offers up front, right, lose out because organizations expect that you want to negotiate. Okay, so with that said, what we what this is not about is, hey, Bill, I've been here for five years. I haven't had a raise. I deserve a raise. That's not how this works, okay? We want you to be in the mindset of when it's time to ask for a raise, this is a business case, right? What is the ROI to the organization in exchange for the raise? And that's the way you have to approach this because everything in business is about Numbers. In one way, shape, or form, it's about numbers. That's how businesses function, right? And so I would say we're going to be hard-hitting with this. We're going to get in, get out, and give you as much action-packed advice as we can in a short amount of time. So I would say step number one is do your research, okay? You're going to be putting together all this research, and we'll show you how, but you got to do your research. What does that mean? I'll give you one example. One example is you need to start talking to headhunters in your space and finding out what is the going rate for my type of job. 
what's the going rate for a job above me and what's the going rate for my type of job? And if you talk to headhunters, they're usually one of the most accurate sources of, of that insight because they talk to candidates all day long. They talk to your colleagues all day long and know where their expectations are, what they're making, what they want to make, et cetera. Adam, what's another piece of research they can be doing to figure out what is fair and reasonable? Yeah, I think you and I are both lukewarm on, you know, some of the you know, Glassdoor and, you know, salary.com and, and some of the others. I, I Part of the reason is I think it might be a little bit outdated, you know, especially it's changed so fast during COVID. Those surveys that are 12 months old are almost obsolete, or at least they're off by, you know, 10 or 15% sometimes. But to piggyback on your point with the recruiters, I think that's a great indicator talking with those folks and even seeing your your inflow from recruiters. You'll get a sense of, hey, is my skill set in demand or am I a dime a dozen? That will hopefully help you decide, hey, am I going for a raise right now or do I stay put or whatever the case might be? But then a- asking them, you know, they're like you said, they're going to know what the going rate is for somebody with your skill set, your years of experience in your specific market, you know, geographically. So I think starting there, uh, you know, you and I are both partial, but starting with a recruiter or a headhunter um, and then some of the social, you know, Glassdoor review or not Glassdoor reviews, but Glassdoor, salary.com, you know, even a Google search will probably lead you down a, a fair amount of or provide a fair amount of data in terms of, of what everyone in your, your, your comparable colleagues and peers out there are earning. Yep. Absolutely. So we've given you a couple of different areas. One is a general searching, right, on the internet, on Google. The other one is like Adam mentioned some of the salary websites that list some data that come, you know, from industry uh, folks who are in the industry. The other one we mentioned is probably the best one is talking to headhunters and understanding their perspective. Another avenue that you can look is start going online and looking at job postings that have at least ranges, right? I was just going to say that, yeah. Try to try to analyze, let's just say 20 to 30 different job postings that have ranges and see where those ranges are compared to where you're at. Yes. Yep. Is it inaccurate in the sense that a lot of ranges posted are, are very broad? Of course. But are you at least within the range? Right? Is, yep. That's a starting point to begin with, right? Yep. And if you know that the range has an upper uh, threshold, is the upper threshold fairly comparable from posting to posting, right? So that yep. you know, okay, yep. most... and. Just as a side note, most organizations very rarely can pay the very top of their pay Over scale. midpoint, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, most organizations try to stay anywhere between their midpoint and probably the three-quarter percentile, right, of what their, yes. of what their actual range is. So keep that uh, yep. in mind. So we said do your research. You're going to find out what is the going rate for your role so that you can be armed with this insight before you come and make the ask. Yeah. Step number two is you want to schedule a, or excuse me, you want to create your presentation before you schedule a meeting. So you want to put this together. Okay. And what you want to put together is what are the objectives or the initiatives that you have been tasked with, especially over the last year, maybe the the last 18 months, maybe even the last two years, depending on how critical or primary those initiatives have been. And you want to present, uh, here's what I've been asked to do. Here's what my team and I have done. Here's the outcomes that we've delivered, right? That's kind of the starting of, of the presentation. Hey, I kind of want to take you through a few things today. Here's you know the things that we've been asked to do. Here's kind of where we're at. Here's what's coming up. You also, in that presentation, want to uh, present the research that you've done, right? So you want to yeah. present, I've taken it upon myself to do some research on what the going rate is for this type of job. Here's where I'm at currently. Here's what I found out. And here's are the data points that I've used to find that information. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're creating this as very factual information. Here's what we've done. Here's the value I've brought to the organization. Here's for somebody doing this type of job. Here's what they make in the marketplace. Right. And then before I go on to, to step number three, 
Adam, do you have anything to add to the to the actual presentation of what you think should be in it? I don't. I think the presentation's solid. One, as we were talking, though, one thing I thought of another good resource for folks to find out kind of where they're at is ask around. You know, a- ask people you used to work with. Ask people that you you know. I, I think people are going to be more transparent than you might think, and even total strangers. Hey, I'm a quality engineer in the med tech space in the San Diego market. I bet you, if I ping a hundred people or fifty people on LinkedIn, a big chunk of them are going to respond and, and be transparent. It's, it's always kind of funny to me. Like you know, Patrick Mahomes wants Tom Brady to get a big contract because that helps him. You know, the leading female in the drama is gunning, you know, really excited with, you know, whoever it is gets a $20 million picture because that 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 helps them as well. So I think that would be one where you can ask people real time what they're earning, you know, what they're they're at or roughly where they're at and just kind of get some data set there. In terms of your presentation, no, I think that's I think that's solid. That's a really good point. And that's one that I forgot is asking colleagues in the industry, right? Yeah. Hey, you don't have to tell me specifically number, but can you give me a rough estimate of where you're at? I'm trying to gauge whether or not I'm being paid competitively. And and in exchange for sharing that insight, you know, maybe there's some insights I can share with you outside of that piece or something, right? And if you're in groups like women in engineering, for example, or you're in software developers, you know, specific groups, I I think you've earned the trust. That's a fair ask. And you can explain why, like, hey, I feel like I might be, maybe I'm being taken advantage of. Well, they're looking out for you, not the man. So, you know, they're, they're going to offer that, offer up that information, I believe. So, right. So step number three is the ask, what are you asking for after all your research and kind of presenting the data points? What is your ask? But here's the key in exchange for your ask, right? The, the raise, what is the additional ROI the company's going to get in exchange for giving you more money? And so this is where you can lay out, Hey, in exchange, not only do I can plan to continue doing this, this, and this, but here's, Three other ideas I thought of where I can continue to add additional value. If you see other avenue points, I'm more, op- more than open to hearing your, your perspective, but I at least wanted to come to you with ideas of where I can continue to broaden uh, the value that I'm bringing to XYZ company. Yep. And it makes it easy for your boss to go to her or his boss and, and try to get that approved or go to finance and say, look, hey, I'm talking to the controller today. Here's the here's the business case. Here's why we can justify this raise. They're bringing on things I didn't even think of. And they, you know, they can add, hey, they're also strong with regulatory standards in addition to R&D or they're, you know, they're willing to offer up help on these certain projects that are top priority to us, you know, so there's got to be a value. And, and if they don't help us out, we're paying a consultant 150 bucks an hour. So let's make these numbers work. Right. And that's a really another great point is where can the organization perhaps have some cost savings, especially related to your responsibility that, you know, I'm taking on X, Y, and Z, which means we don't need, you know, the extra augmentation that we have, right? Now, how should you hold this? This meeting has to be, some people are, I shouldn't say some people, a lot of people are still working remotely, okay? Um, So it's got to either be a video meeting where you could see the person and interact and see their facial expressions, have that dialogue and you could present online. It could be when you've flown into corporate because you're there for a meeting anyways and you set that time. But it's got to be some sort of intimate meeting like that. can't be a phone call, in my opinion. Definitely cannot be an email. Please, please do not start emailing about this. I know so many people want to leverage email as much as they can instead of human dialogue. But please, please have this as a meeting and schedule it ahead of time so that the person is not caught off guard. Yep. Yeah. And it, I, it should be in, in person, in my opinion. If you're planning on being on site in the next 60 or 90 days, it can wait and it will serve you well to wait. And then, yeah your your manager, hey, we're going to be in Dallas for this conference together. Can we grab dinner the night before? You know, even 
haha, you know, I, I promise you I'm not, this is not my resignation notice or anything like that. Just wanted to pick your brain on, on something as it pertains to our team or, you know, something. So they're not thinking something bad's coming, but also just to kind of tee it up that you would find value in, in having a conversation with them one-on-one in person. Yeah. And you could even say, hey, I've put together a presentation about that, that shed some light on what we've been working on and kind of where we are to date. I also wanted to share some data points that I've gained from the marketplace about my type of role specifically. Yep. Yep. There you go. And yeah, and performance evals, it's a good time, obviously, to ask that question if that's coming up. I know some folks in medtech are, you know, they're getting their bonuses not until like spring, March, April timeframe, but, you know, year end review, things like that. It's a good time to ask. This is really timely because daily I'm having these conversations. And I feel, I think that a lot of candidates feel a mixture of gratitude because we, you and I, we were just talking offline. It's been bleak since October. We've seen, I don't know, I couldn't probably name any companies in our space that have not had a riff a layoff, redundancy, cost savings initiative, whatever you want to call it, a reduction in headcount. And people know that. So they're feeling uneasy. They're also usually feeling very grateful that they have a job, but a lot of them are feeling like they're being taken advantage of a little bit because, you know, gosh, I made the cut or three cuts, but four people on our team were, you know, let go. And now I'm doing all their jobs too. And I didn't get any bump in pay. And I'm not asking to double my salary because I'm doing two people's jobs. However, you know, if I'm working now 60 or 70 hour weeks instead of 40, I feel like it's, I'm justified to have some sort of, you know, compensation for that. Um, And so you have to be tactful, you have to be delicate, but I think you want to at least express that, you know, and, and at least put that out there so your manager can go to bat for you. And also, also as a retention play. So they know that, hey, if, if we don't do something now in six months from now or three months from now, when, when the market course corrects, they're going to get a call from a recruiter at 20% higher and they're gone. So let's get ahead of that. That's exactly right. And here's the major piece. One of the takeaways there, if you don't ask, you can't increase your compensation. If you do ask and you're met with, I appreciate all the time you put into to explaining this. We can't do anything. Great. You have your answer in with definitive response, a definitive response, because now yes. the next time a headhunter does call you, you've got that much more confidence that, hey, you know, Mining that might here. not be my yeah. most important priority as to why I consider making a change, but it sure as heck does matter especially if we're talking 15, 20% difference, right? But if you love where you're at and everything's great except for you know this one piece, at least vet that out before you think that you got to start jumping ship. For sure. Yep, for sure. So that's the majority of the, the points that we wanted to cover today. Let's stick around and ask, you know, if there's anybody that has any questions that you'd love to chime in with in, in the chat, uh, in the comments below, we can take them on. If you would rather ask them offline, you can always DM myself or Adam, Uh, Happy to help however we can. But again, we're here each and every week with different topics on basically all things talent related within the medtech industry. If you have suggestions of what you'd like to see us cover in the future, of course, please send us those suggestions. We are always interested to hear. If you are considering a career change yourself or struggling to figure out how to bring on high-performing talent to your organization, especially in the areas of regulatory and quality and clinical. Always happy to field your calls and answer your questions. Any last uh, thoughts or comments, Adam? No, I was just going to say maybe next week when our, our buddies Nick and Shandon are back, maybe we could get their perspective for 90 seconds before we start next week's show. I'd love to hear their perspective from from that side, you know, how that news is or that presentation is usually received via TA, you know, or and or hiring managers, what, what their take would be. And I think that might be valuable. But no, other than that, I think that was, I think hopefully our audience found some uh, some value in that content. One more thing I want to reiterate that you kind of, you touched on very briefly is that 
the hiring manager, especially if you guys have a good relationship and you're a valuable asset, the hiring manager w- wants to be on your team, wants yes. to be on your side, wants to advocate for you. And the more data yep. you can arm this person with and the more logic you can leverage to make your case, the more they're going to be able to make their case to their boss or to human 100%. resources or both, right? So yeah, yeah. don't forget that, that like, this is something that you should not feel necessarily nervous about. You should feel confident about because if you're, if you're really taking the time to gain factual information and you believe in the value that you bring into your organization and you believe in your skill set and you believe you know kind of what it's worth to other companies, you should yep. absolutely have 100% confidence that it makes sense to present this information. Exactly. No company uh, wants to lose great people when they don't have to. It's too hard to recruit them. It's just too hard. Much easier to try and keep somebody great than to try and go get somebody else great. It is. It is. And and you're going to be, you know, this isn't the market, obviously, to strong try to strong arm somebody. Hey, I'm worth X amount. Take I need a $40,000 raise or I'm out of here by next week. That's not the conversation you're having. And and with that value or excuse me, the relationship you have, the working relationship you have with that manager, sure, he's going to really, like you said, value that insight and try to make it work. And if they if they're honest and say, look, we can't right now, Q4, maybe we can. Let's talk about this on October 1st. I'm, let's book our meeting right now. Great. As an employee, I'm going, cool. This person has my back. I understand the business decision now that I'm not getting a raise and here's why. I can live with that. But let's talk in, in October. Now, if, if this same conversation happens six times over the next 18 months, well, then maybe that's different. Maybe it is time to look somewhere else. Good stuff. Well, as always, man, thanks for being here uh, and participating with me. Appreciate it. And uh, guys, if you've been here live with us, thanks so much for taking the time. We hope that you find have found it to be of value because you could be anywhere right now with your time. And if you watch this back, type in replay. Let us know in the comments that you watched the replay and uh, any feedback obviously is greatly appreciated. So that's about it for today and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.